Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast where we talk about whatever is on our mind during quarantine. My name is Caitlin. There's a lot. Oh, and I'm Hannah. (laughs) We're so excited. We can't even wait to intro ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We we have lost all sense of politeness and how to be around people. (laughs) We're interrupting this way and that. Um, Exactly. We're so glad you joined us today. Hey, Hannah. Hi, how's it going? Check emotions, check in. Uh, you know what? Pretty good. Today's been a good day. Mondays at the t- when we record um, are pretty intense days for me because it's usually when I have my most meetings and it's also a day that right. David is off. And like, while that should be easier, it doesn't really feel that way because I feel all this pressure to get as much work in as I can and use the time that he has with the girls, but still then get family time in. And like, it just is kind of a pressure cooker. Um, So today was a good day, but I definitely feel like an intensity that I don't feel most of the week. Um, Today was the day that I chose to do, well, I had to do um, our like run some errands, like get groceries and stuff. We haven't been since last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I decided to just do everything in one day and try and, um, get it all in. And then that way, hopefully not go out for several weeks because, um, I am so paranoid, like as apparently like the cases are supposed to spike here in like mid April. So I'm like, all right, well I had to go out today. So that means I probably got it (laughs) today. So (laughs) I went on Thursday. Well, I've already contaminated you. It's fine. I went on Thursday and I felt that same way where it was like, I think I told you last week too, I felt like just being in the parking lot, breathing the air, I was catching it. And so then I just felt grimy when I got home and I am the least germaphobic person ever. And so typically I'm like, I'll touch whatever. I don't care. But I think it's just like the psychosomatic thing. One of the issues that we're running into here is how bad the allergies are. And so I had a killer headache all weekend and I was like, okay, let me do the quick math. I was exposed on Thursday because that's when I went to Target in Publix. Um, and then I did a target drive up later in the day. I can't remember. Right. I'd forgotten something and I'm like, ah, this, this is how it ends. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, we were of course on the phone all weekend mapping symptoms and possibilities. And, um, one thing I found on Instagram is, um, mama's gone city who I love to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, she posted that she's been getting produce deliveries from a CSA, um, which I thought was genius. So I signed up for the produce box and I know you use Misfits Market. Yep. I love Misfits Market. Yeah. I've been using them for a few months now um, and I get a delivery every other week and I love it. And now they offer customization, which is great. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in doing something like that, I bet that the Misfits Market probably does like a promo code. So Ask they Caroline. Sure do. Do it. Sure I don't think do. Produce Box does, but it's a good way of supporting farmers and um, mm-hmm. also staying in. Because, like, my thing was, if I can just do one big shop and then get the produce refreshed, then I really won't have to go out. Honestly, that's long term sustainable in general. Um, yeah, I agree. Those are the big things that we need, and then like yogurt. But I could stockpile that, and we're good. Well, my kids are like falling off yogurt, so oh, I don't. Well. I don't know. It's fine with me because yogurt's expensive. They only like Chobani brand, so. Oh, yeah. Well, mine have been liking the Chobani flips with like the fun yes, stuff yes, in the yes. corner. Oh, I love those. Um, but I think that we might have to start phasing it out because now they've gotten hip to the fact that I'm buying the fun flavors like cookies and cream. And then they're just yeah. eating the cookies in the corner and not touching the yogurt. And I'm like, hey, that's the expensive stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Well, I went ahead last night and made a couple of masks based on a video I found online Mm -hmm. uh, or Pisan found. And it's it was a really good um, tutorial. And I felt really protected today when I went out. I was able to I did like a hat, glasses, masks to kind of keep my whole head covered. Um, I was able to not touch my face at all. It was really secure. So that was good. That made me feel good. But there was cost. I had to go to Costco. It was so crowded. I just felt panicky at times. Yeah. Um, like I would like stop. Like if I went by a group of people, I would just like hold my breath. And then I started mm-hmm. getting like a little lightheaded and I'm like, this is how I end up in the hospital. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like making myself panic attack. In right, right. And, um, it's just crazy. It really does. It, it, it made me, it was a little sad, Because, I mean, I I told you this in a voice message today, but, like, I will never 
take for granted just going to get groceries again. Because the amount of planning that went into this trip for me and Pasan to think about and then to, yeah. to execute, you know, it took half the day because just so much going around. Everyone's trying to give everyone else a little space, um, except at Costco. The yeah. employees are doing really well um, at Aldi and Costco. I can report that. Everyone is trying to be really clean um, and taping off where you should be standing. And then employees are enforcing that. So I appreciated that. Um, well, the, the thing that I re- – oh, you go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. Keep going. Nope, nope done. Oh, well, I was going to say the thing that I – have really I will have been taking for granted obviously is the guilt association with needing to go out again if it's like I did a really good job I told you this buying what we were out of and only what we were out of last week but I didn't do a great job thinking ahead of things that we probably would be out of before a week had gone by again so I ended up with this like small list and I'm like well I don't want to spend more money and I don't want to hoard things because that was my whole plan when I went last week was not to hoard things because I right. I really feel convicted about that. Um, totally. totally. And you told me that you like had asked them to put back some toilet paper because you were like, you know what? I don't need it. Other yeah, people probably do. It. Yeah, I right. felt like a competition. Like I saw it, so I should get it. And then I'm like, this is totally. not like this is not it. Um, and PSA Costco was very well stocked with toilet paper. Oh, that's so. good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Um, Target has been the last two times that I've gone. Um, oh, I've gone right. In the you morning, said that too. Just Target yeah. brand, but you know that's what we've been using. But. Um, then I'm like, well, how long does my list have to be to warrant a trip out? Is it okay if I just go, if I'm following all the guidelines? And then it becomes became such a mental space for me that I'm like, well, this is like, ugh, I just hate the game of it. Um, right, it's not even exactly. a game, it's real life, but it was it became a lot for me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had some anxiety at the beginning of our social distancing, which we've been at for let's see, today's April 6th that we're recording. I think around the 14th is when we, of May, March is when we stopped leaving our neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, Thursdays, Thursdays are the week mark for our family. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So, it'll be four um, weeks this Thursday. Yeah. So it's been a while. There was some anxiety for me just in all the um, nonstop parenting, but I do feel like I've reached, I feel like my family is doing well and that's positive. So this weekend, I really had like an emotional moment with Norbeth yes. when we were all outside because our neighborhood had decided to do an Easter Bunny car drive-by thing, mm-hmm. like where they were going to have the Easter Bunny toss eggs that had been pre-sealed and like they had been received well over a month ago and stuff like that and contactless. They just wanted to basically put a smile on the kids' faces. And it did. And of course, then all the kids are out in their yards. They want to get on their bikes and we're yeah, all trying so hard. Go ahead. Oh, I I chose for us not to participate in the Easter Bunny thing because for some reason it was giving me such a high level of stress about it for reasons yes. that like I don't even know that I was just like, I'm not going to mention it to him. We're not going to do it. I right. waited till I'd seen them come by because I was just like, I, I cannot participate in that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a lot. And then there was a moment where Norbeth was riding her bike and she went by me and she was going so fast and I, I was cheering for her. And in my mind, I'm like, I should stop her. (laughs) Something's going to go wrong. There's like a slight incline, but I didn't. And she went slamming right into a mailbox and Mm -hmm. I froze. I did not go get her. She recovered just fine. She's very resilient. Unlike my children, Um, (laughs) she got right back up and everything was fine. But usually I would run over and help in some way. You know, obviously you were there as well, but usually I would just immediately... I was, well, texting, I was busy taking no doubt. No, taking videos of my other child, so it's fine. I was just Christianing <laughs> my youngest. Three child. is too many. I say yeah. this all the time. <laughs> um, but no, she she I, I I got so upset because she fell and she was crying and I just like froze. I didn't go over there. I stayed outside for a little bit, just like kind of talking to people, you know, from afar. But I went inside and just broke down. Like oh. I, it was just so rough. It just hit me emotionally, like. The, for the first time and then in a non-anxiety way yeah about like being so separate from people and not being able to like immediately run over there and you know there was a little bit of the guilt like I should have run over there but I you know that's 
she was ultimately fine. Like she's yeah, but was you know, back riding her bike while in front of me while I was crying in my house about it. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I think we've all we all have those periods of feeling grief, like or even just questioning the right thing to do. Like the day before, Jane Ellis fell out of um, your folding chair that you gave us. So I will put the blame on you. Yes, um, you are welcome. It was, <laughs> it was in in our driveway, and she fell out of it, and um like basically kind of split her head open near the temple and it wasn't bad, but it was enough that in typical circumstances I would have taken her for a stitch probably because it was standing right. open and, and I like didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh, I don't want to ignore that this is something, but so I called Heather who friend of the pod, um, who's a nurse and I knew she was off to say, do you have steri strips? Can you come look at it? And then the whole time she was on her way over here, I'm feeling guilty of she's been exposed right. all week. Should we see her? She's been exposed all week. Why are we having her come to our house? She needs to be off. You know, like, right. how am I like getting treatment for my child? Why am I questioning it? And am I putting my friend at risk? Am I putting myself at risk? You know, and it was like, none of this feels okay. But I feel like in your circumstance of what happened with Norbeth and mine with my children, the problem is my children, obviously. But secondly, like, <laughs> it's okay to feel the wave of like- Main main quarantine problems, the Aries. <laughs> the Aries until the stimulus check arrives. And then yes. you'll all, uh, we'll be think- the economy will be thanking our rich friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so the emotions just hit differently. Um, but I would say overall, everything is going pretty well. So yeah, well, it's not just us today. Um, do you yes. want to introduce our guest? Yes, I am. We are both <laughs> so excited um, to be joined today by Mariah from Harvest and Moon. Hi, yes. Mariah. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so thank excited. you for coming on. Yes. Um, this has been a dream of mine for a while. <laughs> yeah, I wish that you knew, Mariah, how often we send your um, Instagram posts back and forth to each other where we're like, ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're always, we're always, I'm just like, look at this, look at this. This is validating so, cool. so many feelings yeah, exactly. or something that I have. So, I love um, that so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, would you, I would love if you would talk a little bit about your background and what you do and all, if you don't mind. What I do now or my background, like... Yeah, yeah, like where you came from. Because I think your story is... So you used to be in... Um, not the biology. Sciences. Yeah, so I used to be a cell biologist. Right, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I start, so I started... Um, I went to school for biotechnology when I was very young. I got a degree when I was 17. Wow. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then I went on and I got to be the lead biologist for a medical device company de um, designing oxygen concentrators. Uh, and then I got pregnant with my first daughter, which just kind of changed everything because mm -hmm. motherhood, you know, does that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I went on, I, um, I started a modeling agency, which became a PR agency and kind of was doing like social media marketing. And then just one day, it was actually the solar eclipse that happened like a few years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I went to sleep a normal person and I woke up like, hey, Rob, I'm going to start talking about tarot and maybe becoming a professional tarot reader. Meanwhile, I'm like staring hey. through my colander to see if I can like see the shadows on the driveway. It's like, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> if you'd like to know how that eclipse affected me, it was much like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. definitely. I would not have told you that I read tarot like the day prior. So, that's so, crazy. Yeah, now that's what I do full time. I'm a tarot reader. How yeah, does and one train for tarot? I'm interested in that. Yes. I think too. everybody does it differently. Sure. But for me, coming from a science background, I had like a scientific journal where I would like, here's my hypothesis. Here are my observations of every single one of the cards. Um, and so it took me like three years to get to a place where I was like comfortable. I wasn't even comfortable like reading in person or by recording or anything like that. I would only read, mm -hmm. like I would type up people's tarot readings because I just felt like... I had so much research to dive into and, you know, I was taking notes and all kinds of things. So um, it's a pretty long process. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's fun. So people can do, I, I just, this is crazy to me. Like people can do this all online. I think like 
growing up, you would picture like going to see someone, but you don't even have to do that anymore. It's an amazing time to be alive. <laughs> we can yeah. all get to do this from social distancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can get your tarot cards read during the quarantine. In fact, yes. you always should get your tarot cards read during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have so many questions about this because I grew up in like a, a very religious, like kind of Southern household, not religious in like the Southern Baptist kind of way, but like very spiritual and religious. And I'm interested in, for you, the intersection of like what I would have considered growing up, like a very mystical art and science and faith, like how that all has kind of intersected into what you do. Yeah. So I grew up in a church of Christ slash Southern Baptist slash scientist, atheist household. That is that is a mixing bowl, (laughs) (laughs) right? So, um, and none of them would say yes to tarot. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like I had fear on all sides. Um, But right, that's a good way of saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had um, my my grandmother is like very intuitive, knows things before they happen calls you when you're drunk in college, stuck on a beach, like very, you know, she's like very into it. Yeah. I'd be like, grandma, call me tomorrow, please. Um, <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> I remember once a guy was lifting my car out of the sand, like <laughs> at like four in the morning, my grandma was like, Mariah, what's wrong? I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's nuts. At four in the morning. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're, uh, my, I'm, I'm half Irish. We've known my whole life that I'm like descended to Vikings. And my grandmother has stories about like the witches in our family because my family's redhead and all of that and how they would mm-hmm. hide. But like my grandmother is very religious, would like, would never talk about these kinds. Of, I mean, now she makes witch jokes that like she would never <laughs> talk about that when we were growing up. Like beyond <laughs> to us, it was a secret. And now she loves that category of humor. Goes, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we do like she shared like a meme the other day that was like about how she'd drop a house on somebody. It's like amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have your grandmother on next week? Do you think? I know. I know. There's multiple levels of that for me. Like, first of all, she knows how to share a meme, so that's amazing. (laughs) Right. right. Let's let's peel back all of these layers. Forget the intersection (laughs) of science and tarot. I really need to talk about your grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) She's the best. I love her so much. She had coronavirus, and she has. Oh wow. Gosh, that's good to hear that she's recovered. Yeah, she's amazing. She's at home. We talk. She lives in Texas, and I live in North Carolina. So yeah, but we talk like every single day. She's my favorite person. Like awesome outside of my family, outside of the people I live with in my home. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. So as far as like science and magic, that was also kind of tricky. Like for me going through it, because I felt like if I was going to be a scientist, then I had to be like an atheist or you know something yeah, like yeah. that like yes 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 yeah with the spiritual part so um but now I mean when I was doing science I would often say like this is magic like it's absolutely magic that I'm able to do this oh, wow. but now that like I've gotten into it more I'm like I can explain the science behind this magic which is really fun to be able to like kind of jump into all those different you know perspectives I guess yeah, that's fascinating. What what does that look like for you? Like to explain like a little bit of science behind it? Or is that like, a, does that question make sense? <laughs> yeah, to explain like the science behind magic? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things I say to do if we're going to do a tarot reading is I say to drink a lot of water. Yes. Uh, because it helps us connect with your spirit guides. So if we were to talk about the science of that, we know that science makes your brain function at a higher capacity we know that your metabolism is more um, like balanced. Your mood is more balanced. There's all kinds of like really powerful things to drinking. Oh, sorry, I'm choking on my water. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of really Your spirit guides things. are like, don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kinds of these really um, powerful things that happen when you drink water. So that's kind of the science of it. And then what the about magic you drink- of it. What about when you drink Diet Dr. Pepper? I knew it. I knew that's what acids are like. (laughs) Your spirit guides are convicting (laughs) you to change your life. For sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mine have been so eaten away. It's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Where are you from that you drink Diet Dr. Pepper? Well, Sh- you know what? That's I wasn't allowed to have question. it in the house. Um, it was called Candy in a Can, uh, thanks to an that that my mom watched one time. So then when I got to college, I realized, like, I can buy this on my own and I can do – I can drink Unbelievable that that was your experimentation in college. It like, crying out loud. I would, like, call my sister and I would be like, I had three cans of Diet Grape <laughs> Coke today. And then that, and your sister's like like, drunk on a beach somewhere, like (laughs) right. Right. And so one day I experimented having four, and I was like, "This is my life." And it's just kind of escalated from there. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable! I cannot imagine drinking four sodas. Like, okay, well, I would be hospitalized. I'm beyond that now. That's like I left that behind. (laughs) Wait. So, how much water do you drink in a day? Don't worry. You don't I even also, want to ask that question. Oh, please. I also drink at least 120 ounces of water. Via 120 <laughs> ounces? Okay, wait. Ounces to... So how many cups of water is that? Because my math, it's too late at night. Um, Are you drinking out of a water bottle or do you drink glasses? Right. How do you know how many ounces do you, you drink? Well, because I have me- I've measured this before. Speaking of science, Mariah, you're not the only one. I <laughs> measured one time and found that my water glasses hold 12 ounces of water and I drink at least 10 glasses of water. Well, Caroline, you have a lot of time on your hands in the day, as it appears. Or I'm just very thirsty, Hannah. I don't know. I don't like that judgment. You know why you're thirsty? Because the Diet Dr. Pepper is dehydrating you. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a little thing called balance? (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Wait, so like, how can you do a whole podcast without like going to the bathroom like three times? That's a good question. <laughs> she probably takes it with her to the bathroom. Like the laptop. Yeah, you know, yeah, those weird audio peaks that you keep hearing. <laughs> Whoops, blinked out, flush. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, oh, oh, tell me more God. about that, Hannah. And then I just pass on my mute out. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Hannah, oh can you gosh. summarize this book? Oh, wow, I've got like 15 minutes here. <laughs> that's so uncalled for. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry, enough about me. Back to you. Oh my gosh. It's true that I did send you a three minute voice message today about how I forgot my wallet. That was the whole message. You really did. (laughs) I mean, summary is not my strong suit, but at least I can drink water so regularly without without dehydrating my body at the same time. (laughs) Well, I, um, the thing is, I like front load it, I drink a ton in the morning. And then not so much in the You're middle like, and then a ton check. at night. No, it really is. I'm like, how much, how fast can I get at night? Again, that I is don't like the tone here. So bad for <laughs> you. How do you sleep at night? Well, no, I have, but not like how do you sleep with yourself, but like, <laughs> yes, I don't know. I heard to be that, 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 that is the way I'm asking it is how do you, how do you sleep by, with your mind the way it is? No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm functioning great. <laughs> Do you sleep well, okay? Do you stay that, up at night because of that the... Dr. Pepper is caffeine free, isn't it? Uh, no, it isn't. But the caffeine doesn't affect me anymore. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh. Take enough of a drug, then no, it's I will not say having last, its effect. So last week, I am realizing I have had way too much caffeine and I am not sleeping well. That's a weird correlation I just made right now. <laughs> but prior to this last week mariah is already helping you a lot to figure <laughs> out the main it, man, problems I wish, I wish we'd had you on weeks ago <laughs> if only someone in your life had been telling you not to drink all this diet yeah, dr pepper my real friends <laughs> do you have other vices do you drink like alcohol or is it like just no, diet dr pepper it, that is my one vice and i ride it real hard um i drink wine occasionally but not i just don't have that like I don't know. I can go weeks without drinking wine. I cannot go hours without drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, it is my one vice. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, most people like have a couple, you know, like a lot of coffee in the morning and then like alcohol at night. So yeah. I don't think you're like so different other than Thank you. Thank <laughs> you're very Mariah. specific and it's the same thing in the morning and at night. Don't you dare edit that out. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I completely derailed us. The water is important. I got that part. Did you? Oh my gosh. Anyway, science. Back to science. <laughs> 
regarding um, like your family, for instance, like, Mm -hmm. does it, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, does this, does being in this kind of work of like tarot and I feel like more connecting to nature, I've been following you for a while and you're very much into like gardening and Mm. um, what is, how does that like shape your view of raising your kids and, you know, especially daughters and stuff like that? Like, I just, it gives me like daily, I get new thoughts on like parenting based on just like being more connected with nature. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, my like general parenting philosophy is like have children doing like real life human things, you know? Mm -hmm. So like most of my, most of my children's day is spent like outside. Yesterday they shoveled all of the soil for us to plant 50 bean plants for the community. That sounds like your dream life, Anna. It does. Yes. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. So that, I mean, and then like if my kids start becoming like super irritating for days on end and I'm just like, then I'm like, oh, that's a good sign that my kids need a new chore, which also Mm. comes with like more freedom for them, of course. Right. Right. Yeah. Now Tiffany, my oldest who is seven, now she cleans the downstairs before she goes to bed. It's like, you know, a nice little change. That's an interesting note that I didn't make a connection of, like, of them getting bored and needing, like, a new challenge, basically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Chores are the secret to being a happy parent, I believe, and also to raising, like, independent, successful, powerful kids. I don't know. My – I don't – so I was kind of, like – feral in how I was raised. Like I was the oldest of six <laughs> kids. favorite term. That's so good. Yes. Is it? Daily. She always refers to people that way. Sometimes me. So <laughs> often, often my own, not just other people. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I was raised without like much guidance. Like my, right. I was the oldest and then both of my parents worked all the time and they worked like two hours away one the like wow oh wow they drove for four hours every day and they worked full days so like I didn't have like I got a cell phone when I was seven and that was just kind of that like I was just kind of like okay well now I'm taking care of my brothers and sisters right I didn't like do chores really like I or if I did I would like delegate them so when I went off to college, That's the oldest child move, I know it well. <laughs> right? Exactly. So when yes. I went off to college, like I didn't really know how to cook real food. I didn't right. know how to make rice until I had like a one year old. Like it was oh just God. not. Yeah. Also, I, I actually, had I actually didn't food. either. Like <laughs> I didn't learn how to make rice for a while. I knew how to cook a little bit, but like, yeah, the rice thing, it took me a while. <laughs> yeah. Like those basic fundamental things. Right. So like, my daughter has been cooking since she was three. Like she has knife skills. She has all kinds mm-hmm. of like functional things. Cause I feel like that's where we should direct their attention. It shouldn't just totally. be like, I don't know, like rainbow colored games all the time. There's yeah. a place for that as well. But like, I feel like the majority of parenting for me at least is like in real life stuff. So like, yeah, my kids have been studying. My, so I have a seven year old and a two year old. Mm-hmm. And they've been studying swallowtail butterflies because we have them outside and they've been like researching their eggs and how they, you know, etc. everything that you can mm-hmm. think of. And they have like scientific journals that they write in and, you know, the two year old scribbles in hers. And then they like mm-hmm. found a bunch of swallowtail eggs yesterday. And oh, now they're so like cool. doing a whole study of them. Yeah. So that's my, yeah, I saw that. I saw that on your Instagram story and I was actually like, how does she know that? <laughs> So that's super cool that you guys like learned about it and that's how. Yeah. It's like a fun little, I don't know. That's, I I feel like people are like, oh no, homeschooling. And like, yes, it's kind of hard, but also like they don't need to be like writing term papers or something. Like just let them live and like take notes. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. I, that definitely is how, um, I think I was saying before you came on about having, I had a lot of anxiety, um, when the schools got canceled, just because I'm like, oh my gosh, homeschooling. But then I kind of realized like we can, I, a lot of what you're saying, but uh, maybe not all the way there yet, which <laughs> now I'm realizing and is going to be great moving forward. But just, you know, <laughs> in the, like making a more realistic life for everyone, like it doesn't mean we have to sit down and like do math problems on a worksheet, you know? Yeah, exactly. One of, one of the ways, so how old are your kids? Five and three. Okay, so they're kind of five and a half and three and a half. Yeah, 
I made my daughter um, take a cookie recipe and triple it, like so multiply everything by three. Yeah. Oh. And then we made like the most cookies. So now every day we just make like four cookies for each of us. Oh, there's three members, but Rob and I always like to have a little extra. So (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Um, that's really smart. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I love that about chores too, because it's um, actually right before we started recording, somebody, a listener, um, sent us a question in our DMs asking if we could talk about how we handle chores with our kids, and I don't do a great job about it. I'm would eat, I, I generally am like, if you make the mess on purpose, you have to clean it up. If it's something that I've set up an activity that is messy, I don't always hold them accountable to clean it up if I know it's going to make a mess. But I'm really liking that philosophy of basically like steward their energy to the betterment of the household and to their own abilities. You know, like there is a lot of autonomy that they can be proud of when they do that. Like Norma, not long ago, she's five. Um, We have a cleaning lady who comes every two weeks and um, my kids love her. And she just come like the day before and Nora Beth was looking at her room that was pretty messy. And she said, I want to help Miss Tammy and clean up my room. Um, and Tammy doesn't like, we don't have her clean their rooms, but you know, in, in her general sweep of our house, she does. And she used so much energy and kept, made her room spotless and has really kept it up. And it was so interesting to see her so proud of herself and like self-direct her energy that way. But of course my takeaway wasn't like, oh, let me give her more projects. It was, wow, I got really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, okay, well, let me figure out how to tomorrow. Hope you enjoy your sleep, Norbeth. Tomorrow you got the whole house. (laughs) You got the whole house. We're doing everything. Exactly. We definitely do like a lot of celebration of it. Like my kids feel like excited. They're not like, oh, again. Well, the seven-year-old now is like getting to that point where she's like, you know, like, oh, mom, dad doesn't know anything. (laughs) You know, like she's kind of in that phase. (laughs) We're starting. But we do a lot of celebration of it. So like if they, not if they, every week they get $5 invested in stocks and we use an app called Stash. And so they get to decide like where they're going to invest their money. And they get to see it like growing and they get to see each of the, you know, like Tesla, for example, is one of the companies we invest in. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. like they'll put a dollar in it. And Tesla recently was like 200% growth. So like every dollar they would put in, they would have $2 and it would be very exciting for them. So that's really smart. Also, my math math just now was like, they got $200 off of $1. (laughs) So that's (laughs) how well that would work for me. I'm like, holy cow, these kids are rich. Yeah. Perhaps you should also sit in with Mariah's kids. (laughs) I'll be discussing of this app. By Mariah because (laughs) I need some more education. But truly, in my speaker just now, I was like, $200? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they do have like a lot, like an astonishing amount of money. Like I'm regularly like, whoa, okay. <laughs> the stock market is magic. Why hasn't anyone figured this out yet? Oh, like, right now the time to buy. Come on, kids. I mean, it is. The stock market like just dropped and my daughters were so angry. And I was like, no, this is great. Wow. This is when we do it. <laughs> These like raging children like <laughs> Right. And stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. That is an amazing thing to picture for sure. No, they're very like, like they're angry. It's like very, you know, just like a slouched shoulders are like, <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street had a rough day today, mom. And so did I. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Here's that recipe God. you were asking for. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your cooking dough now while we can afford it. Yeah, um, <laughs> our feelings at this point. <laughs> I would love to know like how you've incorporated what you do into like, you know, my kids see what I do. They don't really understand it, but they see what I do. I'd love to know like how you are sharing with your kids what it is that you do for a living. Right. It's um, very holistic. Yeah. Huh. I think tarot, I think Tiffany would probably describe, she would either say that I'm a tarot reader or a witch, which like okay. I remember she went to a Harry Potter camp 
And she was like, my mom's oh. a real witch, a witch yes. witch. She's a tarot reader. <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> Your moms probably aren't even close. So. <laughs> they were all exactly. like there for Harry Potter. And so very like the teachers who like were her teachers for her school that she was about to start were like, whoa. <laughs> so that's yeah. awesome. But they, my kid, like, my daughter's pull cards, like, I have a, a deck, an oracle deck, which is different than a tarot deck, but a similar idea. It's a card that you pull for a message. And so mm-hmm. I have one in the car. And when they're in the car, like, to go get groceries or whatever, they'll be like, hey, can I pull a card? And then, you know, they'll pull it and I'll kind of explain how it relates to them, like, what they need to focus on or whatever. So, like, I remember one of the ones I pulled for Tiff right before she went to school one day was, like, to um to celebrate other people to celebrate their wins mm-hmm. and so like later on that you know so like she went to school that was right at you know drop off and then when she came back at dinner I was like man why is she being so complimentary and I was like Tiff are you doing this because of your card and she was like yeah <laughs> I was like okay oh, cool wow. so a lot of that you know just right witching around is there <laughs> so you said you have an oracle deck and that's different than a tarot deck Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what is the difference? Cause like I have a deck that's, I received as a gift from my sister-in-law and I was looking at, and of course my daughter calls it the card game. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say that, but okay. Um, <laughs> and so she was, she's like, Oh, let me. And so we read through and like, I know so little about it, especially compared to you, but they have a little booklet in it. So like, yeah. what do you, so when you're like, Oh, pull a like, you know, when she wants to pull a card, like do you have her like hold it and pull a card? Do you hold yeah. it? I just want to know like what you do to like for for like that age. Those that age tomorrow, them. Maya will be doing that as part of her. <laughs> and she is charging. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Want to earn that two hundred dollars in Tesla? Do it this <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> so it depends on the deck. I don't really let my kids like just hold like a deck of cards in their hands, like, okay. as a, you know, all together as I would hold it. Cause they've got little hands and like the right. decks are big, like yeah. a tarot deck is 78 cards. It's bigger than a deck, like a, you know, a deck of playing cards. Right. So I kind of fan it out or I have like a smaller deck. It's a wide deck of cards, but they're smaller. They're not as big as like a, uh, they're not like if you, the individual card is not as big as a, um, a playing deck. Okay. So uh, she will just like kind of spread them out on the table, like in a straight line. And then she'll be like, this is a card for you. This is a card for daddy. This is a card for Esme. So, but okay. So the difference between tarot and Oracle tarot mm-hmm. are 78 cards and it will say things like the ace of wands, the two right. of cups, the, you know, so there's like these specific suits and everybody, every tarot deck has those same labels. They might have right. different imagery, though. But an Oracle deck is just anything. So, like, we have a deck called the I Am Power deck. And each card, there's 108 cards. And each of them say, like, I am blank. And so those, that's the one that Tiffany really likes to work with because it's easier for her to understand. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like no matter what, it's a good way to, like, kind of give you an ambition for the day, like a thought for mm-hmm. the day to just kind of take with you and especially to take yeah. it to heart. Like she did in that, in that example is just like, really? Cause if you guys got it that much late in the day, imagine what she was doing with her other kids, her friends, yeah, you know, like when night. it was fresh on her mind. I know she's so sweet. I, they're the best. I love them so much. That's awesome. So for somebody who may approach um, the idea of tarot as, again, like this kind of mysticism or something that they are skeptical about, what do you feel like are the most common misconceptions or even somebody who like is really into it? What do you feel like are the most common misconceptions that you receive? Oh, that's a really good question. That is a good question. Okay. So number one thing that I hear a lot is people being like, I'm so scared about what I'm going to find out. And maybe that's true of some tarot readers. I've never experienced scary stuff, but I've had clients that have like from other tarot readers, but my tarot readings are very focused on action and they're very focused on the present. So it's not like, I don't know. It's not like somebody's going to die in the future or something, unless right. it's a death that you know is coming and you're like getting things prepared for it. It's not, you know, I don't feel like people are ever like, wow, that came out of left field. People are always like, 
I feel like I knew that like deep inside of me and I needed to hear the words out loud to yeah, it's like, like some kind of confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's always like, like things you can do. So they always have, like when I do a session, it's always about, this is what you're focusing on today. This is the work you're doing this week. This is the work that you're kind of working towards in three months. So just like we were talking about pulling a card every day and having a focus, it's mm-hmm. very similar. It's like when you come to a crossroads, are you going to choose A or B? Well, you kind of know this general idea of where you're going three months from now. So it makes it easier to make choices while you're doing that. That's a really good explanation because I do feel like, especially being raised in the, maybe the South especially, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of faith-based organizations tend to fear um, anything they don't quite understand. So I think it's it's really good to hear like other explanations and stuff that just make everything seem so uh human and normal maybe like not like this like other <laughs> well, you well-intentioned, know well-intentioned because i think right growing right, right. up in uh, at least the spiritual background that i did as a in a presbyterian church it felt like anything that was other was like malicious in some oh, way easily. or yeah it was definitely like ill-intentioned and evil yeah. yeah so i do right. think to hear like there are things that can be just like well-intentioned and benevolent that are it's no to me that does not denote it differently than we would view therapy or counseling with someone who is intuitive about Mm -hmm. you know use their tools that are intuitive too a lot of people say that like I did an interview for Charlotte Agenda and she asked me you know like a lot of people talk about this being similar to therapy for them so Mm -hmm. can you talk on that and I was like I don't think I can legally talk on that but yes a lot of people (laughs) do say that but off the record sure (laughs) (laughs) well I mean don't don't just do tarot reading and not go to therapy like (laughs) that's a thing that often comes up in sessions is I'm like wait a second, are you in therapy? Like the cards are, there's many cards that kind of indicate you should be in therapy. So mm-hmm. a lot of my clients end up starting therapy because of a tarot reading. So that's, that's fascinating. fascinating. Well, yeah. okay. So tell me this too. So I know that you spent three years studying it. Um, so if you, hang on, I want to get my question correct. You know, we talk a lot on the podcast about when to how you know like whether to monetize a hobby because we found that things that we enjoy we don't necessarily always want to monetize and some things we right. do how did you decide with your background and you said it was the eclipse again picture me looking for, through a colander and not getting it right <laughs> how did you like decide i know that there's a need in the market for this and i want to make this a business Right. This is such a good question, and I have never verbalized this. So I hope that I can share this incredible memory in the way that it deserves because it was so just like oh, amazing to me. So when I was in college, I was in my first like very big uh, what's it called? Where you're like there's a professor and there's like a huge amount of children in the room, or you yeah, know, like, like an auditorium, like a lecture hall. Yeah, yes. My first big lecture hall kind of situation. I had just transferred from like a very small Baptist university to like a much bigger public university. Mm-hmm. And I had this genetic professor, genetics professor that was just, uh, he was so good. He was, I mean, just like, uh, he was so cool, like not cool, but just like so smart. And I loved listening to the way that he thought about things. Like it was always just like, whoa awesome. That's amazing. And he would like tie it into real life. So one of the things that he would talk about with genetics is that if you want people to listen to you, if you want them to respect your opinion, then you have to charge them to do that. And that was why I started charging for my hobby. It was not because I felt like, huh, should I monetize this? It was because I was seeing people not make, not follow the guidance they were getting and making really awful, hard life choices going against what their spirit guides were saying. And so I had to create value for them by putting a dollar amount to it. And I have the specific, that's why my price is so high because there have, I don't just like randomly upgrade my, you know, I don't just randomly increase the price of my tarot readings. But if a lot of people don't listen to me consistently, they go against it and then they experience a lot of pain that's my indication that I need to increase my rate. Oh my gosh, Hannah, I'm about to then request you for so much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, our 
our Venmo requests will be crossing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the we'll, we'll call that a, a barter. We're fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I do love that because, you know, I listen to Dave Ramsey a lot. And one of the things that he says when people are starting a business is like, do not underprice yourself. And when I was freelancing, I felt like I needed to make myself affordable to people because I didn't right. want to price myself out. But there is a respect that comes with, well, obviously you believe in the work that you're doing enough that you would put this this high price on it instead of like bargain basementing yourself. And like, I think that's a really good principle. And um, that is really fascinating. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I, I do feel like women tend to underprice themselves oh, way sure. more as well. I think so. everybody does. I'm constant. Like when my husband has many issues with clients, I'm like, you know what that means? And he's always like nervous. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think I can sustain that. I'm like, okay. And then a few <laughs> months later, he'll, he'll be like, yeah, I raised my prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I could just like listen to you give me lectures on how to run my life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. She is going to start charging us. Those, yeah, I know. So. Exactly. I don't know <laughs> where, where this rate falls in. <laughs> how about that business account with $2 in it, Hannah? What, how far can <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to write more content for sure. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, well, we don't want to keep you for all that much longer, um, tonight. So do you guys want to get your cards read before we get off? I think I would. I think I would like to do it. Okay. And I've been drinking water. Okay. So Hannah, what feels uncertain or uncomfortable in your life right now? Where do you have like the most questions or feel like you have stagnant energy? What feels uncertain? What checks all those boxes for me is career, career, career moves, I guess. Like, um, Creating this podcast, the website, um, Good Things newsletter, all of these things. I, I, I'm, I'm like, and Caroline and I have talked about this a lot. Like we both feel at our best when we're creating, but sustaining something is really hard because then it's like, like there's a, there's a high in creating. And then it's like, wait, was this the right call? Is this the right thing to keep with moving forward? So I guess I'm looking for, am I moving in the right direction? kind of question um i've been thinking a lot about it and i think i i i, I can't like figure out exactly what it is that i want to know i guess just like stop or go we i've already got all of your cards so are you ready yes. <laughs> he summarized yes. she summarized it as well as i expected her to <laughs> love wow. it you did great i'm so, totally kidding i'm totally kidding <laughs> so the thing that you need to know about your life is the magician so okay. the magician is the first major arcana card it's um it's like a major life lesson or a major like persona that you're taking on and that is the creator in our tarot deck that we're making um sydney duarte and i we're calling it the creator not the magician okay um so this desire to create, that is something you should continue doing. Um, and as you are creating, as you are continuing to start new projects, you're going to get better at um, fixing the things that you don't like. You know, the, like whatever it was that turned you off of a project, you're going to be able to continue changing that. There's a lot of wisdom in the magician, but they learn through doing. So... Okay. Yeah. You're on the right. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, you're on the right path as far as that goes. Your short-term action step is the strength card in reverse. Um, okay. And so this shows that you have some stagnant energy as far as allowing yourself to transform. Do you feel like that's mm, true? Yes, that does really ring about like hit home. Okay. So with the strength card, the so I actually posted about this on my Instagram recently. So you might have seen it. Probably. Um, <laughs> But it's a woman. Almost definitely. <laughs> it's a woman that is standing there, like next to a giant lion who has roses all around it. Um, and she's very, like, cuddly with this lion. And the idea here is that your inner demons, your anxiety, your um, whatever it is that you feel like has held you back, you can actually work with that and you can train it so that it can work in your favor. And imagining it like a lion, like a lion that you train or that you tame, like, you know, that is kind of a way to say, like, it's okay for you to keep showing up. It's okay that this is scary for you, but keep allowing yourself to work with this thing until it does feel so comfortable that you can walk right alongside it. So for me, I would say that beast is fear. 
Like I feel afraid all the time, but I just walk with that. And I'm like, that's not going to lead to being paralyzed or to me like running into a bad choice. I'm just going to, you know, keep walking as I am and just acknowledge that, yeah, fear is standing right next to me. But sometimes I do use it to my advantage that I'm like, hey, fear, get big. Like I need you to really be showing me where I need to be paying attention. Like when we're going through a quarantine, what do Mm -hmm. I need to be doing? What is most important? And allowing that to illuminate things for me. So that's kind of your work to be doing starting today. Okay, I love that. Do you know what your, what would you say your, your demon is? Um, my demon, I would, my first thought is fear of like, if people think that what I'm doing is like a foolish idea kind of thing. Interesting. So the card, I said the magician is the first card of the major arcana. Mm -hmm. There's another card that is traditionally placed before it, but it's the number zero. So it's not considered one Mm -hmm. um but it is the fool and so for you it's like you don't have to worry about being the fool because you are a creator and that is how people will visualize you that's how they will see you you don't have to be the person that ties up all of the loose ends you have to be the person that gets things started and in so many ways that's the hardest job for most people that's the thing that feels most scary is taking a leap of faith and doing the work and using their resources to create Wow, that's really, really good. <laughs> I like, have a little bit of chills. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so, really like I can't wait to like keep listening to this again over and over to like l- let that sink in more. <laughs> I love that. So, in three to six months, we have three cards for you. So, these are three things that you're working towards, and okay. every single one of them, every single one of your cards today is a major arcana card. So, remind me to talk to you about that at the end of this, okay. or maybe Caroline, you can. Um, so in three to six months, we see the world card, which is the very last card of the tarot. Um, and it's a card of very happy endings. It's like the end of some chapter of your life. And it's not like a sad ending. It's, um, it's filled with celebration. It's like you learned all of your lessons. You did a great job. You got through it. Like you have this, it's like a badge of honor in a lot of ways. It's bigger than that. Like, okay. Uh, so we see some major endings happening and they are they need to be celebrated. So as you are noticing things ending, make sure that you're honoring what they brought to you by having like parties and positive conversation and, you know, like speaking your gratitude and those kinds of things. Okay. So we also see the judgment card, which is about self-reflection. So as you are coming to this ending, what did you do well and what would you change? That kind of comes back to that magician card, which that is your superpower, is the ability right. to change. So make sure that you're thinking about, um, yeah, what, how, how you'll, when you get started again, what will you do differently? Okay. And then the last card that we see is the high priestess. So this is um, in my tarot deck that I'm making. I am the high priestess. It's a very nice. intuitive card. So um, I would start using your deck. I think that's going to be really powerful for you in the reflection and in the celebration of whatever's ending and then whatever you will create next. Okay. So just kind of like get, get used to that more as a habit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you don't have to start that now. You can start that in three months, but just getting into that place where you're able to connect with spirit and feel like you can do that pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's kind of where you want to be. Okay. I love all that. That's all very good information. Awesome. Thank I'm you. very pumped. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel I feel really good about it. <laughs> well, as your friend listening to it for you, I'm like so empowered on your behalf. <laughs> it's like, I just like want to be a hype girl for that. That's so in line with I feel like you. Well, I I think I I don't thank you. I don't know that not me. Thank you, Mariah. <laughs> but like, no, that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you, Mariah. I really enjoyed that. Oh, my pleasure. Do you have any questions about it? Do you feel like it's pretty solid? Like you've got a good grasp on it? I do. I feel like, I feel like it all seems very familiar to me. Okay. Awesome. Um, if I, I'm, I probably will like think more on it (laughs) and shoot you a message. (laughs) Wonderful. Perfect. Okay. Do that whenever you're ready. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, that is really, this is also fascinating, encouraging. Oh, were you going to talk a little bit about the major arcana? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there are 22 major arcana out of the 78 cards. 
I don't ever see a person get a full set of cards that are all major arcana. So it's a uh, like major life lesson after major life lesson after major life lesson that's happening for you. Huh. Um, so no, this is a big place of transformation for the next three months. It's going to be a lot of transformation for you, Hannah. Wow. Um, okay. So just continue reminding yourself, like, this is my first time that I've ever done this. It's okay that it's new. It's right. okay that I'm learning. Like, kind of go into it more like it's an experiment and not something just to accomplish or check a box off. You know, like, you're just trying things. Oh, that's so convicting. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. I need to hear that. Yeah, because it is really a lot. Good. So yeah. just, you know, especially because in three months we see three life lessons happening all at the same time. And they're about finishing things, which is kind of the opposite energy that you na- naturally gravitate towards. Um, and I think that's why okay. divination is going to be so powerful for you because you're okay. going to have that, like, it's going to be something that's so new for you. And that'll be like where you have this very strong, like spiritual connection. So I can see that in oh. you, Hannah. I am reeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be dwelling on this for the longest time. I just want to keep thinking, keep thinking. I, I have truly enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Mariah. Yeah, this oh, has really pleasure. been a treat. Thank you, Mariah. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. you. <laughs> Happy social distancing. I hope you guys all stay safe and healthy. And oh, um, yeah. Oh, um, and real quick, did you? Yeah. So you were talking on Instagram lately about um, a co-op garden. I didn't know if you wanted to just briefly mention that. If you have time. So um, it's the Co-op Gardens Commission and it's, um, it's a national, well, actually it's international. It's a global uh, movement. That's all about like sharing seeds and sharing um, soil and things like that. So I'm kind of heading up the, well, the media for the national, the international chapter. Um, and then nice. also, yeah, we were featured in the New York Times, feeling wow. very excited. That's right, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's I did see that. That was very cool. Yeah, and then um, I'm doing a lot of work here in Charlotte, like making sure people have seeds, making sure that like our essential workers that don't have time to garden have produce. Um, right. Just like talking about gardening with people all the time, I just like talked with the batch maker about, uh, our, our, you know, like having her whole. Uh, she's so yeah. good. So yeah, she's she awesome. just like put in a garden today. Like we were texting this morning about like how she would do it. And then like, she sent me a picture. I was like, what? That's amazing. She's so, she's so yeah, good. she's, she's awesome. She, um, she sent me a picture too. And I'm like, Oh, everywhere. <laughs> um, that, that is a really cool project. I have just started my first spring garden. Um, so I'm very, I'm very excited because my grandparents were big lifelong gardeners and so it makes me feel very connected to them. And my mom and I have con- have said so much over the last, always, but especially these last couple of weeks, like, of course, we just really should have taken advantage of all their knowledge when they were alive. I and mean, she for sure obviously did way more than me, but just, you know, if, if, if I could do one thing, it would be get them on the phone and just ask them everything. But Aww. it feels it feels very much like carrying on their legacy for me. Like it's very a way to connect with them. I wonder if that's going to be your like spiritual practice with them is like kind of connecting with them as you're gardening. It feels, it it feels like it to me. Like it feels like it's moving in that direction. That's so good. I feel like I am. I mean, that's the reason the name of my company is harvest and moon because gardening was the thing that like really connected me in a way I had never been. And like, let me kind of turn down my anxiety and listen to my intuition and get to a place where I could really. Right. I don't know, start like utilizing that information a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that you're doing that. I think that's going to be really powerful for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now it is a, it really is a group thing. Cause now I've got Caroline, Caroline and I, it's basically our compost. <laughs> that we're contributing <laughs> to. And um, so far we share all <laughs> garden. What is the word when f- fruits, fruits of the Spoils. harvest. Spoils. <laughs> Spoil. I don't know. So it's very, it's very communal in our little way too. So hopefully oh, I'll have a lot more to share. But anyway, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And it's very cool that you were featured in the New York times. And um, <laughs> I love that um, just in trying, you know, a lot of people are not able to get the fresh produce, especially people that right now are spending hours on end, keeping our society together. So 
That's yeah, scary. if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, would I qual like would she give me seeds? The answer is yes. Like I get seed donations from big seed companies and my whole purpose is to share them and to introduce people to gardening. You oh, don't have so cool. to have any sort of like I, I mean, I'm not gonna double check it, you know, yeah. If you right, right, seeds, right. I have seeds for you and I would love to help you get your garden started or even just contribute to a garden you already have. There we go, That's Mariah breaking cool. down the walls of big seed that have been running. Yes. Take <laughs> <laughs> that Lowe's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like Lowe's. <laughs> um Well, um before we go, if any of you are looking for anything good in your life, I have recently started a newsletter called Good Things. If you're looking for some positivity to kick off your week and some funny stuff and some stuff for the kids who are probably hanging over your shoulder. Um, so you can go to goodideagirls.com and sign up for the newsletter there or DM us on Instagram, something like that. We'll send it to you. And um, Mariah, you are at Harvest and Moon on Instagram. Yes, so. and not is or any yeah, and like it's spelled also out, right? harvest and. Oh, moon. <laughs> okay. What did I say? No, just did everybody I... gets that confused when they hear it oh, instead okay. of like yeah. seeing the text. You said it right. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you so much for taking all of this time on your Monday night to hang out with us. This was amazing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, yeah. Maya. Yes, and um, we will see you all next week. <laughs>